Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day three, and this is God's Big Story. Season three. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Okay, so welcome back everyone. We are glad you are here with us. We're just three days into our walk through Matthew's Gospel. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So, how are you mooing today, Marvin? Oh, I'm mooing good, Dave. And I'm excited. The new Laser Tag League starts tonight. Oh, I see. You know, you guys still haven't invited me to play. Oh, well... Yeah, you're kind of big for our arena, Dave. You know, I'm, I'm not sure you could squeeze into any of the good hiding spots. Oh, I see. Well, I guess that's fair enough. I do love laser tag, though. Anyway, who are you going up against tonight? Ah, well, tonight it's a two-player tournament. So, yeah, Red Shadow and I... Ah, Red Shadow. So that's Gary, right? Yep, that's right. So, yeah, we are going up against Orange Lightning and the Prickler. Okay, well, Orange Lightning, that's Colin, right? Yeah. Okay, but who's the prickler? Oh, that's Graham. Yeah, he's a hedgehog. Oh, I see. Are hedgehogs good at laser tag? I thought they'd move kind of slow. Oh, no, Dave, no. The prickler is a laser tag legend. Yeah, you think you've got him pinned down and he just curls up into a ball and rolls right by you. Oh, I see. Well, what about Benjamin? Oh, I think he's playing with the teacher. Yeah, although I don't know who they're up against. Ah, well, I guess let's bring him in and ask him. Hey. It's Wednesday, everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin, and he's gonna tell us a joke. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, guys. Well, let me officially welcome you to Season 3, Benjamin. But yeah, we were just talking about the laser tag tournament tonight. So, you and the prof are paired up, huh? Yep, me and the teacher are gonna take these kids to school. (laughs) I see. Okay, well, who are you guys up against? Well, in the first round, we're up against a sheep called Jillian. Yeah, they they call her Baba. Oh, should I ask why? Uh, Well, because she's a black sheep, Dave, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and and she's paired with Hector the Annoying Cow. They call him Bullseye. He's annoying, but yeah, he's a pretty good shot. All right, well, good luck, guys. You'll have to tell us how it went tomorrow. But Benjamin, it is our first Wednesday of Season 3. Do you have a joke for us? Oh, of course I do, Dave. And it is hilarious as always, so get ready to laugh, everyone. Here it comes. How did Mary and Joseph know how much Jesus weighed when he was born? Oh, I don't know, Benjamin. How did Mary and Joseph know how much Jesus weighed when he was born? They had a way in the manger. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one, Benjamin. A way in the manger. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Benjamin. Oh, no worry, guys. Hey, good luck tonight, Marvin. Uh, I'll see you later on. Uh, bye, Benjamin. All right, Marvin. Well, we have reached Matthew chapter 2. And today we're going to hear another very famous part of the Christmas story. Today we'll hear about the wise men. Oh, great. Yeah, I love this part, Dave. So, here's what to listen for. Who was it who told Herod where the Messiah was supposed to be born? Hmm, okay. So, who told Herod where Jesus would be born? Got it, Dave. Great. Okay, so Bryn, over to you. Hi, Dave. Hi, Marvin. 
Today's readings from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. This happened while Herod was king of Judea. After Jesus' birth, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the child who has been born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose. Now we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about it, he was very upset. Everyone in Jerusalem was troubled too. So Herod called together all the chief priests of the people. He also called the teachers of the law. He asked them where the Messiah was going to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, This is what the prophet has written. He said, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are certainly not the least important among the towns of Judah. A ruler will come out of you. He will rule my people, Israel, like a shepherd. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men. He found out from them exactly when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem. He said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report it to me. Then I can go and worship him too. After the wise men had listened to the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. It finally stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But God warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they returned to their country on a different road. Thanks, Bryn. Okay, Marvin, so who told King Herod where the Messiah was supposed to be born? Oh, it was the chief priests and the teachers of the law, Dave. That's right, Marvin. The Messiah, the one promised to the Jewish people, like we talked about, promised to Abraham and promised to David, was to be born in Bethlehem. And they knew, they knew what had been prophesied. We read this prophecy back in season two when we worked our way through the book of Micah. It was not a secret where the Messiah would come from. Okay, and yeah, they got it right. Yep, they did. But here's the thing. Who was it who actually went to Bethlehem to worship this newborn king? It wasn't the priests, wasn't the teachers of the law. It wasn't any of the religious leaders of God's people. In fact, none of the Jewish people in Jerusalem who heard this potentially amazing news did anything about it. None of them traveled to Bethlehem to investigate any further. But who did? These Gentiles, these wise men from the East. So you see, Matthew is again showing us that this story, the arrival of God among us, Emmanuel, was not just a Jewish story. He was the God of all nations, of all men. And though the Jews should have been the ones to see it, they were the ones that God had sent the prophets to. Well, often it was outsiders who were the ones to realize who this Jesus was. Okay, yeah, I see. Now, Dave, I know what gold is, but I always get confused about frankincense and myrrh. And, well, yeah, what are those? Professor. Yes, hello, Professor. So, Professor, Marvin was just wondering about frankincense and myrrh. Ah, yes, yes, this is a wonderful part of the story. Ah! 
Yeah, it's just when I hear frankincense, I think of like a big green monster or something. Oh no, Marvin, that is Frankenstein, not frankincense. You see, frankincense and myrrh are both resins made from the tree sap. Yeah? <laughs> oh, well, what's tree sap? Well, you see, if you cut in the bark of a tree, some sticky stuff comes out of it, yeah? And that is sap. Mm-hmm. And if you take that sap, well, you can dry it out. And it becomes hard. And then when you melt it again or burn it, oh, it makes the sweet, sweet smells. Mm, yummy. Huh, okay. But, yeah, Professor, why would the wise man give a baby some lumps of smelly tree sap? Well, it was very valuable stuff, yeah. But here is the amazing part. These three gifts are like little signposts that point us to who this baby was and what he had come to do. Oh, well, how's that, Professor? Okay, well, let's start with the gold, okay? So, who might have a lot of gold? Hmm, well, I, I guess kings and queens might have lots of gold. Yeah, exactly, Marvin. <laughs> so, gold was a gift fit for a king, yeah? Now, frankincense was a resin that was used by God's people when they worshipped him. Yeah, they would burn the incense and it would fill the temple with the sweet smell. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this gift showed that he was not just a king. He was worthy of worship. Yeah, he was God. Oh, wow. I see. So, well, what about myrrh? Ah, well, myrrh was used by the Israelites when they were preparing a body to be buried, yeah? You know, to stop it getting so stinky. So that gift showed that this king, God himself, had come to die for his people, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing, Professor. Oh, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yes, thanks, Professor. So, we see right from the very beginning, Matthew has been showing us just how special Jesus was. He was the promised Messiah, the God of Jews and Gentiles alike, Emmanuel, God with us, a king to be worshipped, and one who would die for his people. Jesus, the salvation from God. Yeah, gosh, that sure is a lot. and We're not even done with chapter 2, Dave. Yeah, that's it. There's just so much that Matthew wants us to see. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that Jesus' arrival was such a massively important event, it was even signaled by the stars in the sky. Oh, yeah. You see, boys and girls, it's not any exaggeration to say that God stepping down into this world, along with what he came to do, is really the biggest thing that has ever happened in the entire history of this universe of ours. There has been nothing more important or significant or amazing that has happened since the day and hour that God first spoke his creation into existence. We're so used to hearing the Christmas story every year in December, we forget how amazing a thing it is. So, well, today, let's remember. Let's take time to be amazed and to worship like the wise men did. We probably don't have gold or frankincense or myrrh to bring him as a gift, but today, when we pray, let's praise our God, our King, who loves his people so much He came to that little house in a little village in Israel as a baby to grow up and to live and to die for us. What a saviour we have, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. You know, that's why the cattle were lowing, Dave. Let me tell you, you'll know something big is going down if you ever hear me start to low. Yeah, you know, I'm 
never 100% sure what lowing is, Marv. Oh, you'll know it when you hear it, Dave. All right. Well, I think that will do it for today, boys and girls. So have a great afternoon, and we'll be back tomorrow with Colin for our first interesting fact of season three. That is, I guess, Marvin, if you guys are still friends after the big laser tag battle tonight. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that, Dave. You know, as the old laser tag creed says, when battles cease and victories won, still stands a friend behind that gun. Oh, that's very poetic. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, yeah, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.